What's going on, Travels? It's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. It's the 4th of July, our nation's birthday, the time for grilling setting off fireworks and wearing red, white, and blue. But what it should also be is a time for reflection. So I want to take a moment to acknowledge the backs on which this country was built, these slaves. So I think as black folks, we have a complex relationship with not only the 4th of July, but with America as a whole. I think that this is something that all minorities have started to feel or have been feeling, or it has been more elevated in recent times. You think with the I situation, um, as well as with the with the border, the battle on the border, where kids are in cages and all of these things. These things are are um, they illustrate where our country is currently. Not to diminish how far we've come, but we still have a lot of work to do. So let's just keep that in mind as the Fourth of July celebrations continue and do our part. So to acknowledge all people who are comprising the total makeup of America. That being said, I do want to say thank you for your patience. I understand that it has been a a couple of months since our last episode, but it has been a hectic couple of months. So speaking personally, can I can I get personal with y'all? Because this I I just want to get the get this off my chest. So I mean, you all knew that I was in the process of moving. However, when I moved down to Florida, I was in a temporary living situation for the first four months of the year, and then I had to relocate again to a different city, and then go back to the shy bring down all of the rest of my stuff so I know moving is everybody's favorite thing to do but (laughs) it was especially challenging in this situation just you know just trying to figure it out and trying to make it happen while still working and traveling and doing all these things additionally you know I I I'm not sure how many of you all have had to deal with the 100% humidity, which I didn't even think existed (laughs) until I moved to Florida, where you're walking out into a sheet of moisture as soon as you as soon as you walk outside there. My AC went out. So I'm in here just sweating, just a sweat box where my heart used to be out here. And it is I mean, it was like it is a discomfort like I have not felt. (laughs) <laughs> but those of you who who know me and and I think those of you who have been longtime listeners, you all understand that I am a, a frugal individual and I'm moving away from the word cheap, but I, I am a selectively I'm a choicefully frugal individual. And in that I also have I also take pride in, you know, making it work and being rolling with the punches and whatever. So I did not get a hotel. I stayed in the in the sweaty throes of the fight and came out victorious on the on the back end. Um, but I mean, it does just say that to say it's been it's been a trying time. So getting that together, unpacking and then the traveling on top of that has been, you know, a little it's 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 been a bit taxing and I've had to get settled and I wanted to get settled so I could so I could aggregate all the content that of of the adventures of the last few months and I could bring you all a quality product so I appreciate you I appreciate you for hanging in there with the boy and allowing me to 
deliver this new new episode to you. So I, pr- I apologize for all the pump fakes. I realize that there have been a couple on. Uh, for those of you who follow me on Instagram at GQ50, there have been a few. Uh, pump fakes where I thought I was going to be able to get an episode in and it just has not worked out to be all the way honest so um, but one benefit to uh, you know relocating and entering into a new chapter of life if you will is just being open and, and being exposed to different types of events so in that I was able to attend Rolling Loud uh, last month and it was a lot <laughs> just to be a thousand percent with you so I, I've been to a couple festivals outside of of Coachella this was one of the first ones and it was um it was it was just a lot I mean I, I think at the at the core it's just really raw you know what I mean like they their lineup was flame I mean it was just it was just it was insane and when you go back when you're walking around like the the footprint of the grounds of the of the festival they've got the historic posters that show who they've had there before and they've always their lineups have always been fire and I say always knowing that this is the fifth year of this was the fifth year of the festival being in Miami which was the the home for it It is uh, I believe they ventured out to SF LA and New York uh, and I want to say maybe one other place, but they're in like four or five locations. But it's just really raw. Like the, even just like the ticket situation was was rough. They call it the hip hop Woodstock, which I feel like is a very accurate characterization of the of the festival. But it was cool. I mean, I think it was. It, there were definitely a lot of kids there, which you know, so be it. And all of those have different. All these festivals have different flavors. Like this, obviously, had it leans younger. Coachella, I feel like, has like an average age of around like 25, 26. Just because you have to get, I'd say like twenty five, strong twenty five. But just because you have to get out there, like there are expenses that are attached to this. Unless you are a kid in LA or in California or in those surrounding areas, it's hard to physically get to Coachella. Lala is a high school is a high school homecoming dance. Like they're just like it's crawling with kids who are out here throwing up cuz they sample from their parents bar and they out here just throwing up everywhere. I mean it's just it's, it's ridiculous. So I would that for what I say, I say that to say if you are in my case, like on the other side of 30 and you are heading up to one of these festivals, I would say to definitely opt for a VIP experience. Message. Peel a little bit of that extra money or finesse it as you see fit for your comfort and also for your sanity. That being said, I was able to enjoy a VIP experience at Rolling Loud, which was a lot of fun to see Cardi B. So... Those of you who have been in Miami a few times, like you, I'm sure everybody knows Liv. Like it's been shouted out in multiple songs and and hit records and whatnot. Liv created like a on site an on site club replica, basically, and it was just it was crawling with people. It was a, it was honestly a really good time in there. I went to watch like Cardi B and the Migos and Gucci and Gold Link and all these like dope acts. Rick Rose was there. Like it was it was a ton of people. Like I said, the lineup was flame. But on the grounds, I mean, there were and some of these. I, I think this is where I'm like very much removed from being like 21 because <laughs> some of these experiences that like, I was seeing it was like things that we had all experienced. You know, where there are fights or you know somebody's uh, you know trying to trying to holler at a chick and some dudes her boyfriend is upset about that and they start going at like it's people, people being drunk and all of that stuff. It, it's but I think 
it's just the fact that it's like you got to pick your flavor and you got to customize your experience to be what you want it to be. I think a couple things that made headlines were one, there was like a fake, oh, they shooting comment and then people like started running frantically which you know objectively so it's probably not the right kind of joke that you would want to make but at 18 19 like would some drunk kid think that was funny probably so (laughs) it's just having that that uh perspective and then additionally it's held at the hard rock stadium so where the dolphins play and where un plays but it's just kind of in a bit of a dicey area like in in miami um and so just operate with caution there as you would anywhere and that's just some important perspective to to maintain but overall i mean it was cool i only went for one day i was like i was kind of over it but i had some friends who went they had it was mixed reviews all around but all in all it's a raw festival and hopefully they'll get it together like moving forward but the lineup is very dope and you know, if you're curious, go ahead and, and, and take it. It's a little ratch, but, you know, whatever. Everybody like a little ratch fun every now and again. And then, secondly, most recently, I went to, I was able to see Earth, Wind & Fire, which was phenomenal. That was not, that was outside of Rolling Loud. But that was at, I've uh, been able to catch one of those, one of those shows out here. Very, very dope. That was checked off the bucket list. I needed to see them because the reasons that we hear. Um, and then, <laughs> lastly, and most recently, I was able to go up to, to Summerfest. And this, the second week is occurring right now where J-Lo is there and The Roots and a lot of, a lot of dope acts. I got to see, I got to see, and I'm going to mess up his name because I've been doing it. I think it's uh, Steve Aoki. I'm not a huge EDM fan, but that was definitely a cool experience to have. Uh, apparently, he throws cake at folks. So, you know, that's that's that. Uh, <laughs> but I think what was mo- what was funniest was that I've always been skeptical of these EDM cats just because, like, I'm not quite sure what they do um, as far as, like, musical talent-wise. So he was... Like the, I'm always like in concert. Are they are they actually listening to anything in the headphones? Are they actually mixing things, or do they just have a playlist and they press and play and they just up there acting, just you know, fun a little bit? And so uh, Steve Aoki absolutely like pushed a button, and he was out in front of his DJ booth, like throwing stuff at people and throwing waters and doing. It. And I was like, he's not doing anything with this track. It's just like, and so it just like proved that in my mind. That's not not take anything away from him because I I. I can enjoy some of that in the right setting, but I just got to be in the right mood. Very, very good to listen to it in the gym when you got to push through because that high, that up tempo, that boots and pants and boots, like that, that, that'll get you there. It'll get you there. So no shade, but just an observation. Speaking of observations, I had an interesting experience when I was on the plane heading up to Milwaukee for the for the show where I got. I went to the back. I got stuck in the back because I was like, I was doing some work, and then I just, I just basically like threw my seat assignment to the wind. I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll get an aisle seat. So I took the an aisle seat at the back of the plane. Some people feel a way about that because you're close to the to the bathrooms. I don't really care because usually I'm asleep anyways, and if somebody. I just don't feel like people are going to go in an airplane bathroom and like really, really blow it up. You know, like 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 Hiroshima blow it up. I just don't I just don't feel like that's what their ministry would be like. I just don't feel like they like anybody would do that. Um, However, if they did so and I was sitting there, so be it like I deal with it. I y'all know I I carry a, a medical mask with me for the germs. So I throw that on and try to try to knock out. However. 
in the lane of bodily fluids, this kid who was three rows up, he threw up on the plane, like, as we were coming down. So, luckily, it wasn't, like, when we were in the air, but on the descent, uh, he just, he just, like, he threw up. And it was, like, you know, vomit has a very... I apologize if anybody eating out there. <laughs> but, you know, vomit has, like, a very, like, poignant smell, like, pungent. Like, you, you know you know what it is. It's very specific. And I was like, I oh, don't know. I was like, is it, like, is that bow? Like, did, did, did somebody just, did somebody just throw up? And I looked up, and it was, like, it was on the floor. This guy turned around. He was asking for a bag and for napkins and all that action. And um, it, it took a minute for, like, the the wave of the strong bad smell to come and when it did it was like oh my goodness and you don't want to you don't like there was a a heavy it was delicate balance because you know it's a kid who did he's obviously embarrassed like he's obviously sick you don't want to make him feel badly but at the same time like i gotta protect my nostrils out here you know like i can't just have them inhaling everything so people were some people were sensitive to it some people weren't some people had shirts over their heads and doing all this stuff and I thought that was a little overboard so I'm just kind of like I got a hand over my over my nose and mouth and I'm just kind of suffering in silence and then this woman next to me reaches into her purse very smoothly pulls out this vial and she like tips it a little bit puts some on her finger and puts it on her on her lip and I'm thinking I'm like what is this and it looked like tea tree oil like when she pulled it out it was peppermint oil. She said she always keeps it with her when she flies. She handed me some, and I was able to like just put it under my nose, so I was so that's what I was smelling instead of the vomit smell. And I was like, "This is genius." And she also let me know that it was like a natural remedy for germs, which y'all know I hate those. So th- that was like a major hack for me. Like when she said that was, I was like, oh, "Okay." I was like, "Who knew? Who knew that that was even even a thing?" So I went to the store immediately and got me some peppermint oil and got that right next to my tea tree oil. You know. So you can keep the germs free, keep your skin moisturized. You know, everybody wins. Everybody, everybody's good out here. So that drop a message on that for the one time. That's it. So I asked a little bit ago for questions, as I typically do on on Instagram, and y'all came through with with a with a few good ones. And so I want to wrap up this episode by acknowledging those and and giving a, a few answers, sharing them with the audience. I always love when y'all ask questions, and, and honestly, where we have a continuous dialogue, like just, and I'm I'm happy to to help, you know, in the vein, in the lane of plan, planning trips or, uh, or not not planning, <laughs> absolutely not planning, guiding the planners you know, for, for these trips, just to to share knowledge, or which honestly, a lot of times we've got a deep catalog at this point you know we've covered a lot we are we started out with an ambition of covering the world so that when everybody was planning a trip they could go to a travel guys episode and have that perspective and we you know in in four seasons in three years so or so since the three and a half since the podcast started you know that we've we've built up a good kitty of episode so y'all can go a lot of times when people are asking me for advice it's more so just dropping a link and letting them say like hey like go listen to the cube episode go listen to the colombia episode go listen to the barcelona episode like all of these things exist already south africa india etc like go back and listen to this episode and then if you have additional questions i'm happy to i'm happy to help but you know just you utilize what's what's already out there so i'm gonna do my best to try to circulate that so y'all have visibility to the the resources that we've already provided for y'all however these three 
questions that I'm going to that I'm going to preview were happening multiple were coming up multiple times, which lets me know that there's an appetite to hear the answers and to understand like what to do. So, the first, which I'm sure comes to no comes as no surprise to anybody, was the DR. And I'm paraphrasing the question a little bit just because a lot of different. People were asking about the DR, and for for those of you for context, the there have been several mysterious deaths where people have either uh, had drinks from the mini bar, or had drinks at a bar, where they've just gotten sick and died, and nobody's really been able to figure out what what exactly is going on. Toxicology reports are coming back inconclusive, what have you. Now, so that so the questions are typically like, can we go to the DR? Should we go to the DR? What would you do if you were in that situation? If it were me, I would probably like, I would probably go somewhere else. <laughs> but that that is just me, I, as a as a somewhat risk averse person. However. The way I look at it, there are three options. The first, as I mentioned before, go somewhere else. The Dominican Republic is not the only country in the world. You all can, there, if, even if you want a Caribbean destination, like there are a vast number of options that are at your disposal. You guys can go back and listen to the Curacao episode. Curacao was a, an amazing time. It was. It's an amazing place. It's very. It's beautiful. It's very authentic. It's very, very uh, untouched. I'd say somewhat untouched because it, it is. It is. Um, they, it's built out a little bit. You're not going to like the middle of nowhere, but it's. It hasn't. It's. It's. It's a low spot. It's a low spot. It's a cool spot. It's near beach. You could do all the things that you could do in the Dominican in Curacao. Same with any of those other Caribbean countries. I just don't understand why people are so hell bent on going to the DR when people are dying. That's where. <laughs> that's one. Number two, you could go and not drink. Now, I know that's not a popular option for a lot of people because you're on vacation, you paid a lot of money, a lot of all-inclusive joints are going on down there. But, I mean, they're trying to stretch They're trying to stretch a dollar, and, and they're doing that by messing with the liquor. So if I were to still go, I wouldn't be drinking. I wouldn't drink what they were giving me. That's definitely not what I would be doing. So I think you could have a, a either a sober or an alcohol-free vacation down there. There are other ways. If you need some type of inebriation, there are other ways to get a little intoxicated. I'm not going to go into that, but I think y'all know where I'm going with that. And then thirdly, you can provide the liquor yourself. They've got duty free. You can get shooters, and you can buy them, buy them in the states, and put them in your toiletry bag, and you can you can go on and you can drink and ration those things right on out. They're, they're under the TSA limit. They will not stop you, and you can go ahead on. And if you again, as I mentioned, duty free is a very viable option. You can pick it up. You it's sealed. You know where it came from. You all good. You can go forth and be merry. If you are a little queasy about it going through or picking it up in the DR, you can pick it up in Miami or wherever you fly flying out of the states. Or once you get once uh, you get out of you get past security and and you can go through the duty free store. So I think those are three very viable options. You could always just wait until it cools down. It's not it's not as hot anymore, and then and then go there. This is not totally uncommon either. They had a similar issue in Cancun, I believe, not too long ago, where people were were getting drugged or they were messing with the with the liquor, with the alcohol, what have you. So it's not just just be careful wherever you're driving and if, or wherever you're traveling. And if you do get something that's that tastes a little funny and you can't, it, don't 
power through. Like, give that back. Like, I feel like your antenna should be up, especially when you're in a, a foreign culture to know like hey look like something's not right here let me let me push that back but no shade to to anybody in that experience because honestly i haven't if i if i have had something that was wild it obviously didn't kill me and i am okay so i i'm not trying to judge anybody's experience i'm just want everybody to travel and be safe second question what are some tips for one's first business trip now business travel is something that i've been privileged to do a lot of and to be able to see different parts of the world internationally as well as as well as domestically for work and and while working i think with for a first business trip this this person was was more so just wondering about how to dress on the flight you know how to how to manage that whole situation interaction with coworkers. The, how i'm dressed on the flight and granted i'm i've kind of gotten to a point where i'm gonna do um, what I'm gonna do? <laughs> so if I'm not going to a meeting, I could. I'm getting on the flight any kind of way. My main thing is when you think about a professional brand or your personal professional brand, you want to make sure that you are upholding that and that what you're, how you're dressing, how you're carrying yourself aligns to that, right? So when I get on a flight, if there's coworkers, I'm gonna be dressed to the nines. I'm gonna be very fresh, just because that is the brand that I have work to build. Again, if I'm not going to see anybody, if my flight's at 6 in the morning, I'm not going to see anybody until 6 at night. I'm hopping on the metal bird in sweats and some Nikes. And that is really what it's going to be. So you just got to gauge that. When you are traveling, like I backpack and a carry-on and my carry-on is my roller that y'all have seen on IG. Like I love that thing. One time for Hartman, they've been, you know, I mean, that thing's been rocking with me. So I just keep keep it light because you're going to be moving around. A lot of times business trips aren't for that long. Sometimes, I mean, a week max, I would say. And then you, you come back probably honestly like three to four days. Even consultants only travel Monday through Thursday and then they come back. They travel all the time. So I think keep that in mind. Travel light, travel right, bars. But you always have to be cognizant of who your audience is going to be. So uh, get the details on what you what the dress code is ahead of time. If you're going out to a dinner, that could be a nice dinner, it could be a chill dinner. I like to bring an option for of each one of each for every type of situation, just so I can make sure that I'm prepared. But I also, in an effort to travel light, I will bring two pairs of pants. Pretty much, if it's if it's a week, one light, one dark, and I just roll them, rotate them. As long as you don't spill anything on them, you should be all right. Bring a safety pair of jeans just in case. And then shirts, roll them, throw them in there. You're good. You're good to go. The third question that I'm going to go into is a hot topic. And the question was, let me see here. How do you accumulate and use points most effectively? Now, everybody's familiar with frequent flyer programs, I would say. It's like that's a it's it's kind of table stakes. Every airline has one. They're going to try to get you to sign up for it, usually so they can badger you with deals and fake deals alike on fly here, fly there, X, Y, Z. My attention with frequent flyer programs is that the free flights, like you want to fly to accumulate the points so that you can get free flights to fly more. It was hard for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel on where that free flight lied. Now, I mentioned earlier about 
having the privilege of being able to travel internationally for work. The, no one really schooled me on how to do that most effectively. And I think, I, I believe I mentioned this in an episode before, where I'm working in Panama, Colombia, and Ecuador. And I'm, I'm flying back and forth quite frequently, like kind of on that consulting schedule where I'm spending a week, I'm coming back, spending a week, uh, going back for a weekend. And sometimes I'm staying weekends. I ended up just like staying there for, you know, weeks at a time. But I was flying. I was so excited just to be able to go <laughs> that all the strategy of being able to accumulate points in the most effective manner like went out the window. And, and honestly, I, did, I just didn't know. I didn't know. So instead of having like 100,000 miles on one airline, I ended up with 25 on American, 30 on Delta, 30 on United. Who sucks? I will say that time and time again. I discourage everybody from flying United. And I am always so surprised when I meet people who love United Airlines. I mean, I just have never had a positive experience with them. And I, I will shout it from the rooftop for forever. But that's neither here nor there. I couldn't do anything with twenty with twenty five to thirty thousand points except liquidate them, and I think I got like a hotel stay with each of them, like one or two nights, and that was that was it. So the first thing I would say is to choose an airline. Personally, right now I've chosen a domestic airline, which Southwest, y'all know I love Southwest, and then an international airline. And I honestly need to be better about this because I've I frequent Delta, like Delta is is mine of choice, but I don't stick to them the way I stick with Southwest domestically. Like, I just might not go somewhere <laughs> if, if Southwest isn't flying there. Or I might fly, I might, I've, I've gotten to the point where, going back to the choice really frugal comment earlier, where I will pay a little bit more for a Southwest flight because I know that from a customer service standpoint, they will take care of me. And I don't have to worry about a lot of the the BS that a lot of these other airlines will put you through. Don't even get me started on basic economy. Actually, please get me started on basic economy. Don't do it. It's not worth it. I know the flights are cheap. Get the economy ticket so you don't forfeit all your rights as a human. <laughs> and they can just abuse you however they see fit in the name of sitting Native American style while they transport you to your destination. I promise you it is worth it. For the for nothing else, if for nothing else, the peace of mind to know that you have some degree of flexibility and if you are not and that they just won't take your money. Like just just avoid basic economy as a as a whole. Like it is it is terrible. That's However, Coming back to the point <laughs> of the, coming back to the question, the matter at hand, Southwest is my domestic airline of choice. Delta is my international airline of choice. I just need to be more conscious about sticking to them so that I can then aggregate the points. I still have not seen the fruits of my labor with, with Delta, to be all the way honest. Like, I, I think... I've gotten a couple free flights, but Southwest, the points just accumulate so quickly and status is so real. And I, I've heard that and I know that the status varies, like the, the perks that you get. I know going back to United, they got the United Club and you got the Delta Sky Club and all this. Air, Southwest doesn't have a doesn't have a club per se. However, I do know that I can fly five flights and almost have enough for a for a um, uh, one way ticket somewhere. And that's what really matters to me. I've tried to avoid layovers as, as much as possible. Now I have, but I, I have enjoyed a Delta Sky Club experience, and it is it is a nice 
time. It is like it is it's very luxurious. You get you can shower, you can you know drink a little bit, eat a little bit. You got a place you can go if you need to, if you need to sleep. Like they can they can hook it up. So it's like it's it, there are different perks. It's more about what you value. Additionally, to accelerate your accumulation of points. You can always opt for the credit card. The credit card usually comes with a bonus, 40,000 miles. Boom, boom. After you spend like two, three bands, they will they throw that on there. That is a flight in and of itself. Granted, you have just spent two or three thousand dollars, so <laughs> don't don't miss the the exchange rate, if you will. But that is another way. If you are already using credit cards, you may as well get more meaningful points and rewards for doing so. So I have the Southwest card. It has been a blessing to my life as a whole. I, if I book with Southwest, I get, I think it's two and a half times the amount of points on that. So it's as opposed to like a dollar a point. So there, there's a further incentive to, if, if nothing else, book my travel with, with Southwest. It's your choice, but there are avenues to be able to finesse that the points guy is a is a helpful resource as far as having he's he's just cracked the, he's cracked the code on the game like he knows how to how to finesse the game with the with the hotel stays and with the uh, with the points and 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 how to and the credit cards and all of that so i personally have not gotten a, a ton but i know that i have had other friends who have told me it's a valuable resource i went and looked I did. I, I leveraged his blog for a as a as a data point in when I was trying to decide on which credit card to get because I was I was hopping for I'm big on foreign no foreign transaction fees which saves you a ton of money and makes you the man or woman when you travel in abroad because you don't have a need to exchange and more times often than not and I said this before this is a travel hack if you're with a group of people you can lay down your card and they can just pay you in cash so that just so that's just a no fee exchange that you just got which is a beautiful thing so no foreign transaction fees and then I like to have zero APR for 12 months now that gets a little harder when you get out of like entry credit cards because a lot of the and you're sacrificing some of those membership benefits but that's why I haven't really messed with Amex like that because they have they're going to charge you $300, $400 a year strictly for a membership fee so that and that's like that's just nothing that I'm really interested in. I'd much rather just like not pay you for a year and or pay you at my leisure over the course of a year while getting the benefits that you're willing to compensate me with. So that was a long-winded way of saying what I will summarize right now. One, choose a domestic airline that you will fly with religiously. Two, choose an international airline that you will fly with exclusively and religiously three make sure that you are at least looking into the credit cards to see how, what they're what points they're willing to offer you how you can level up your current credit card experience to put to get points put towards travel if that's what you're if that's what you want to do i think those three things as a whole are They'll get you on your way to, to getting status and to being able to fly for free and do all these things. A lot of them have some of these partnerships with hotels and with car rentals and, and all of that. So it, it being able to explore in restaurants as well, but being able to just explore the the fullness of of that airline and what they're offer and what they're offering and what they're willing to give you, trying to hook you, to be all the way honest. 
is is worth a look. So, but also don't get caught up in that because credit cards at the end of the day are a scam. But if you use them, if you can be smarter than them, pay it off every month. Make sure that you are not getting hit with that twenty five percent APR. Like that is how you win. You can get all the benefits without any of the tax, which is what we all want. You know, it's what we all want. But yeah, that about does it. That's what I want to wrap with y'all about. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. As always, please subscribe if you have not already. Please share with a friend as well. Word of mouth is always a powerful tool and recommendations coming from people who you know and trust typically value are valued more. So please do so if you don't mind as well. Speaking of recommending, if the Travel Guys has been a blessing to you in the past or is currently, which we do hope, please take some time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It will be greatly appreciated. So thank you in advance for that. Additionally, the Travel Guys podcast can be found on the aforementioned Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. So that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guys. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.